Welcome to episode 5 of our first ever adventure through the Star Wars universe. My name is Mary Clay, if that's too complicated for you, just call me MC, and I know nothing about Star Wars, but that's all about to change. Today, we're mastering the Force as we continue our discussion of Empire Strikes Back. Joining me are the hosts of Dark Side Divas, Chris and Steph. Welcome! Thank you uh, for having us on. This is... Chris and I don't normally do a joint appearance on a show. Um, yeah, I'd like to. Oh, yeah. well, then I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to state an apology ahead of time just to yeah. get that yeah. out there. Like, we're sorry. But I, I do believe I have a pre recorded, I'm sorry I ruined your show uh, yeah, video. Yeah, same. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 you will not ruin the show. Um, please, I want you to come on here and be yourselves. So okay. don't worry about that. <laughs> Well, every journey through Star Wars does require you to go to the dark side at some point. So here you are. Oh, <laughs> yes. I like that, yes. Heather. Very good. Very I nice. I thought of that last night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say our names or something? I don't know. I don't think we did that. Oh, <laughs> see, we're not on our show, so we don't have a, you know. uh, My name is Stephanie. I am the woman half of Dark Side Divas. Yes, and I'm Chris. I'm the gay half of Dark Side Divas. That's kind of been our whole our whole thing, our whole reason for even getting into this is because there was sort of a limited voice for, I don't know, the girls, mm-hmm. gays, and theys in the Star mm-hmm. Wars fandom. So that's why we got into it. And our whole tagline is, you know, we're a woman and a gay man expressing our opinions about Star Wars. And that just on its own, that existence seems to be really triggering for certain demographics in the fandom. Yeah. Which just gives us life. So... Yeah, uh, we entertain ourselves by the wonderful hate that gets flung our way uh, on, t- on the Tiki Talk <laughs> and the Twitter. Um, and I don't think, and what's funny is they these folks think that they're doing something to us, like they're hurting our feelings, but they're just making <laughs> us so laugh. Cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's so adorable. Absolutely, yes. Um, I can't remember if I told you my background or not, mm. but I previously hosted a podcast, That's What I'm Talking About, where I experienced Lord of the Rings for the first time. Um, And similar, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, events and feelings and whatnot in that space as well of like, just the fact that I was like a woman taking up space as a creator and a voice in the fandom sometimes ruffled people's feathers. You know, I, 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 I have an ally, I feel like, because Steph shared a TikTok video of you uh, uh, oh, have, doing a doing a Lorelai Gilmore snow walk, <sighs> yes. And I was like, oh my god, she likes Gilmore Girls. Oh my god, yes, yes. I got on the Gilmore Girls train like right as it ended, but my older sister was very at, like she actively watched it mm-hmm. when she when it was airing, and so she had all of the DVD box sets, and so <laughs> wow. that's how I that's how I wow. watch watched them is. I would go into her room when she wasn't home and <laughs> watch and watch all of them. Um, and yeah, rewatch it to this day. Yeah. yeah uh, I, so uh, wonderful. I understand it's a, a quality program. Cool people watch uh, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Chris has been trying to get me to watch Gilmore Girls for many a year uh, to the point where he's oversold it and I will never watch the show. Never. Yeah, never. I think uh, I, that's probably a safe bet because it was like the first season was in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like some things that haven't aged well. Yeah. Kind of. It's very much like Star Wars that way. <laughs> because <laughs> if you apply a lot of hindsight to Star Wars, oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, yeah, luckily, yeah. luckily, we're not going to talk about any scenes that are very awkward and don't age well at all in this part of uh, 
Oh, wait. Yeah, did that in uh, the first part of this movie with um, a certain kiss that yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Freud would have liked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else. Uh, no one else. That kiss is always... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, there is a TikTok that I made way back that was just a recording of, a, of an interview with Mark Hamill talking about, you know, fans reach out to him and say, um, you know, I've been kicked out of my house. My parents reject me because I'm gay and all of that. And Luke Skywalker is such an important character to me. Do you think it's possible Luke Skywalker is gay? And they're asking Mark Hamill. And he's like, my heart breaks for these people. And so I tell them, sure. If if Luke Skywalker is there for you to interpret, he's your hero. If he's gay to you, Mm -hmm. he's gay. That's fine. You know, whatever, whatever makes this hero your hero is fine. And so I post that video. And the homophobes, of course, come scuttling out of the woodwork uh, to, to lend their two cents to the conversation. And the the example they always cite for a canonical reason why Luke Skywalker could not possibly be gay is oh, that he God. totally kissed Leia. And like and it's, it's like be, <laughs> having a crush on your sister is not is not the evidence you think it is. Right. Like that is that is not the own. That is not the mic drop you thought. But there's a couple of things about that. Like one, oh, he didn't kiss man. her, she kissed him. She grabbed his mm-hmm. face and planted one on him. And two, that wasn't about Luke at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was about Han. Well, that's um, that's a really lovely sentiment that Mark Hamill mm-hmm. um expresses to fans, um, especially about like a piece of work that isn't the most you know diverse or inclusive right. on the surface oh, level. Like, no. uh, like yeah. there's only I I I've been doing a running joke of has this movie passed the Bechdel test yet? <laughs> and we don't even have I think another. Yeah, there's not even another female character in this. Like, at least in the first one, the aunt was there. So obviously, this is, you know, my first experience, my first time watching Empire Strikes Back. Do you guys have memories of watching this movie for the first time? Or is it something that, like, you're like, I think I came out of the womb and this knowledge was just (laughs) already in my head? Well, I I was born in 1980. Right. So this movie mm-hmm. has has never not existed. So me. you 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 literally could have come out of the womb and, yeah. and it Empire Strikes on. Back was immediately yeah. in front of you. Yeah. A New Hope would have definitely been on the TV in the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Star Wars yeah. has always been there. My grandfather was a version 1.0 nerd. Like he was a big Star Trek <laughs> fan. And um, I was born in 1982. So my earliest memory is being taken to go see Return of the Jedi, the next movie. Nice. Uh, when I was a little baby, because uh, they were put the only way in our in, back in our day, uh, you had three channels, and the only way you could see a movie is by hoping they go back to the theaters and mm-hmm. that you see their a, a re-release or whatever. So that's uh, my first Star Wars was Return of the Jedi. Then I saw Empire Strikes Back. Then I saw the first. I, I did it backwards, but I've been I, Star Wars has been omnipresent like forever. Mm-hmm. Like there is no there is no like reality where i can conceive of a no star wars existing right and it it wasn't like my family were like huge nerds and we're like you will here i pass on the nerd torch to you and you will now watch the star war and it's a magical but that didn't happen it was just i was introduced to star wars the way that fisher introduced to water right like it was just there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um and i was also like a neglected latchkey gen x kid so i was the tv was my friend and my babysitter so these characters in these like because the they any TV station that just wanted to fill airtime would put on Star Wars. 
Mm -hmm. And so these characters, like Yoda was my babysitter, you know, like these characters Mm. were my friends. And, uh, and so, yeah, this, this has just been the reality, you know, I, yeah, there is no time without Star Wars for me. Yeah, I think, um, similarly for the millennial generation, for my generation, that was Harry Potter, Mm. where like, Mm -hmm. it it just what like, I didn't read the books as they were actively coming out because I I thought I was too cool for them. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I was not too cool for them. (laughs) Um, But like they just saturated Mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. And much like you said of like TV filling time, you can go on any channel now and there is a chance that a Harry Potter movie is playing somewhere. Right. Just, yeah, just that, like, cultural saturation, um, which is why so many people were surprised that I know so little about Star Wars, because that's another thing that is so culturally saturated, right. which is which is how I got spoiled on, you know, the Luke Leia thing. Exactly. Which yeah. is that yeah. it was just like a reference in a TV show that I it's like, you know. It's just in the consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this section of the movie we'll be discussing is, if listeners are, are following along or wondering where our conversation will take us. <laughs> we're going from the from Luke landing on Dagobah to uh, the Millennium Falcon gang. What I, I don't know what planet or where they land, but they, they meet up with um, Han's friend Lance. That's, so that's, that's Cloud the, City the on Bespin. <laughs> it's literally named Cloud City. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you are you aware yet of the concept of of Star Wars names? It's a you know it's okay because Tolkien named the bad mountain Mount Doom. Right, so, right, it, it, same you principle. Know, yeah, George Lucas carries on the fine tradition, and then so do the directors who take up the story in in later. But no, Star Wars names are exactly what they are. That is a mm-hmm. city. It yeah. is in the clouds. That is Cloud City. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Luke is on this side quest to find Yoda and the Dagobah system. Uh-huh. R2 and him approach this planet and they crash land into like a really swampy area, mm-hmm. which I, I read I, I read some trivia. I, cu- I couldn't find it um, immediately before uh, uh, hopping on this call, but something about like part of this sequence or the scene or this like set was filmed in like George Lucas's like pool or or or, like someone's like backyard like empty pool Uh (laughs) and Luke really didn't have a choice but to crash land into swamp because Dagobah is nothing but swamp because in the galaxy far far away every planet is a single biome which makes Mm -hmm. absolutely no sense but here we are (laughs) you have a swamp planet a desert planet a forest planet that's all that's all connecting now. <laughs> the dots. It's all connecting. Hop was the ice planet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There's no change the in world. the terrain. There's also one major city on every planet. You'll see how it goes. Mm, yeah. Just got the one. It, got it. You can have a capital I know. It city is kind of crazy how many different, I, I mean, like in, you know, a reference of being, you know, Earth citizens it would be like going to a different you know continent Mm -hmm. every time like a you know something new happens in the plot like there's just so and then yeah and then like there's just the one city on the whole continent yes just the one capital just the one we have to worry about yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's how it works there's a bit of a like obviously like 
antics ensue. Yes, right. you know, obviously, <laughs> they they crash land into the swamp. Um, Luke is like, "Hey, be careful, R two," and then R two falls off, and I I immediately panic. Yeah, <laughs> for y'all's context, R two is. Probably my favorite character at this point, and That's I immediately legit. panicked because I was like, "He can't swim." I was like, "He's metal; he will sink." Uh, that is a legit. I love that when they were flying up, R two was like, "Is this planet safe for droids?" And Luke is like, "Sure." Immediately, yes, what a jerk. into the water, eaten by a fish. Like- yeah. <laughs> Uh, but luckily, R two's okay. He like pops up like a little submarine scope. <laughs> so I do headcanon when it comes to R two. I do headcanon, and he's using a lot of vulgar language all the time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, That's that, why he that, speaks and beeps. I believe that actually is canon. Um, there was a piece of trivia I read during A New Hope that the original script had him speaking English, and oh. it included a lot of like vulgarity and, and, and profanity. Um, and then, you know, they changed it to just beeps and boops, but kind of kept the same vibes, yeah. which is why uh, 3PO a lot of times is like, well, I would never, you know, <laughs> outraged. 3PO's <laughs> entire hand exists just to clutch his pearls. That's what it's for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. We're I love it. We're always doing I love him, too. I love him, too. <laughs> well, hold on to that, because there, there's like, especially through A New Hope and such uh, with the way that the story gets introduced. It's there's a good case to be made that those droids are the protagonists of this story. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are like the first movie? Or sorry, not that people get mad when I say the first no, movie. It's the Whatever. First movie. It's the first you know movie. what? A what new hope. You're correct. A new hope yeah. is the first movie. A new hope completely hinges on R two D 2s like existence. Yeah. Yes. Like if he were not there, none of this would have happened. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's our hero. He's my hero. Yes. So Luke and R2 are kind of like regrouping. They're figuring out their surroundings. Uh-huh. And then in comes the Loch Ness Monster. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just kind of like inexplicably will throw random creatures mm-hmm. in for like a little, you know, like one minute, two minute like attack scene. Mm-hmm. There was the the thing in the garbage shoot scene right. that just like randomly showed up and then randomly disappeared. There's, of course, the Yeti, or sorry, not the Yeti, the, the Wampa. Wampa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, at the start of this one, there's some, like, flying creatures that show up later in another scene. And then, yeah, there's this creature that attacks R2 and then, like, spits him out and he goes, like, flying across. Yep. I live... For I, I just love watching these movies with the captions on because of the way that they will caption sometimes R2. Uh-huh. And this one was, it was beep, but with like five E's and then an exclamation mark. <laughs> and it's accurate. Um, I will also watch it with the subtitles on because, again, Disney Plus with the subtitles occasionally will serve you uh, something. Um, at one point in the day of a s- sequence, there's a lizard that goes... <sighs> Yeah. You know, it got a subtitle that said R. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay. Um, oh, but what I, I do love that uh, because George Lucas is, he has strengths and weaknesses as oh, yeah. a director. Um, yeah. But one of his strengths is the world building. And so, yeah, there's vermin. There's creatures. There's just stuff lives in this galaxy, and it's dirty. And uh, that was such so interesting at the time because, like, our only our other big sci-fi was like Star Trek, which is extremely clean, clean. Yeah. Yes. And so this is like, yeah, you're in a garbage chute. Something lives in there. You, you crashed into a swamp. Something wants to eat you. 
Like mm-hmm. there's yeah. some ambush predators nearby and stuff. So <laughs> it's just, it's really cool. I love that he does that. Mm-hmm. I don't love everything Very George true. Lucas does, but I love that. Yeah. Um, so on the, the Falcon side, the Millennium Falcon side mm-hmm. of the plot now, the gang, as I'll call them, um, are <laughs> trying to fix the hyperdrive. And this turns out to be like 70% of the plot for this side for yeah. like these characters. Look, of this hyperdrives movie. are really important. <laughs> it's really yeah, they help is. you get away from really bad people. But if you don't have it, you know, it's going to suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's and pretty space bad. Is yeah. Big, so if you don't yeah. have a working hyperdrive, you're going the long way. Yeah. They're trying to fix the hyperdrive. They're being like rocked back and forth by the atmosphere or something. It's not clear at this point. Um and I think they're taking Chewy. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz they're them. yeah, cuz they're on yeah, they're hiding on this asteroid. Um, still being followed by the Empire. And C-3PO and Chewie, like, leave the room, and then they, like, hit, like, they get hit again, and then Leia, like, falls back. And I, like, knew immediately, like, what was, you know, where this was going and what was happening. But she, like, falls into him, and then he falls onto a chair, and then he's, and then she's like, let go of me. And he's like, don't get excited. (laughs) And she says, please, like, sitting, like, it takes a little more than you holding me to get me excited, or something like that. Yeah, uh, being held by you is enough to get, get me excited. Like yeah, no, she yeah. she legit she admits it right there. That was a that was a moment. Um and look, everything about this, this was hmm, the whole Han Leia dynamic, particularly in this sequence inside the cave, right? Um, is was very formative for kids of my generation. Like this is romance. This is this yeah. is like sniping at each other, sassiness, enemies to lovers. Like this is our first introduction, really, to this kind of like you don't. It's not all like hearts and flowers and music. You can fall in love by being assholes, and <laughs> which for me was great because of who I am as a person. Um, but the reason this dynamic works so well is because George Lucas is not directing it. Oh. Yeah, because this is Irving Kirshner directing this film and mm-hmm. not George Lucas. Like George Lucas's strengths are world building, his weaknesses are interpersonal relations, which is unfortunate. The the line at the very end of that scene where Han says, "Sorry, sweetheart, I don't have time for anything else." Uh 6-year-old me turning around to my mom saying, "Hey, what is time for anything what?" <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean? What else could they do? And meanwhile, my mom is blushing cuz the scene, you know, and yeah. she goes, "Nothing, nothing. They're going to play chess." <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I, I, Mom. I, of course. I, I, I think we skipped over a very consequential uh, scene yes. that I really mm-hmm. wanted to get your your perspective on. Because yes, is this um, Vader? Yeah. On the on the on his ship. What what is the name of of that ship that they are currently on? Executor? By the way, isn't, the it, isn't that the yeah. Executor? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Executor. Okay, yeah. great. It is because a I've just been like destroyer. To be clear, okay, got it. It's got the it. really big one, the one that's like the size of Manhattan. Right. And yes. then there are smaller, just star Smaller ones that yeah. go off. Why yeah. are there so many varieties of different ships? Because George Lucas is making toys out of every single little thing. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Daddy Vader needs his palace in the, in the, in the stars. So that's what that is. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we got yeah, we got rid of the first one, so yeah. <laughs> now what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was really interested in what your impression was of the glimpse into the like the behind the scenes of Vader. Yeah. So my friends actually, um, when I was watching this, 
I was like, I don't know, I was talking through it or making a quip or uh, getting another piece of pizza or something. <laughs> and so this scene started and I missed like the first five, like five seconds of it where his helmet. Mm-hmm. So Darth Vader is like in this like isolation chamber mm-hmm. and it's like a. It's like a pokeball. Yes. <laughs> it's all like, how like it has like a it's like a sphere and it has like a top and a bottom uh-huh. that like closes, you know. And so his his helmet is being like lowered down onto his head and you see the back of his head and it's covered with it's clearly like disfigured mm-hmm. it looks like you know like a burn victim of some kind mm-hmm. and I missed that part and my friends were like, "Dude, hold on. You should rewind a second." You guys see how there's helmet first. Oh, you got it. Yes. And so I rewound and I watched it and it was literally like a two second clip uh-huh. of the back of his head. And I was like, Ooh. it's like if Voldemort was a burn victim. I did kind of wonder why he just wears the helmet all the time. So I want that shit. There we go. It's because he's ugly. Yeah, he's ugly. <laughs> it is. It's like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And then a general walks in and says that they can't find the Millennium Falcon. And Vader's like, well, I don't care. Do whatever it takes. And then he goes back into his little chamber, mm-hmm. the Pokeball, <laughs> and it closes up on him again. Nice. I'm not sure I have any thoughts beyond like... Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I will say, I don't don't want to say anything about it because I don't want to spoil anything. It's okay. Um, But I will say for, again, for people who were growing up with the Star Wars and the Star Wars was involved in a lot of our more formative puberty moments, Vader, if you, if you, you know, had a a taste for the dark side, you know, Vader's, you know, a lot and you could have a crush on Vader if you were particularly inclined that way. (laughs) And uh, so seeing this was like, was like that Victorian man seeing a glimpse of an ankle under the hem of a skirt. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, you get to see like, oh, he is like, he's not a robot. There's he's a, a human. There's flesh in there. Like there's. I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess that's something that maybe I didn't fit. Like it never occurred to me that. It, it could. It, it never occurred to me that like, oh, he might be a droid or mm-hmm. or something because like you never see. I just always. I, I guess because like I I come in with this knowledge that he is Luke's father, right, right. so like I know he's a human, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it never occurred to me that like, um, people might be be I don't know curious or that like glimpses under the helmet and like the person inside the the suit is like key information that everyone's like super curious about oh yeah because at that point like if you you know if you're in that era and you you've just watched a new hope and now you're watching this you don't know anything about the guy under the suit or if it is a guy Mm -hmm. under the suit like what is that so that that little glimpse was like was huge but i can see how going into that with already knowing (laughs) because of the global consciousness of the story that yeah Mm -hmm. yes and also like in my head i'm also like i'm very aware of like there was an actor inside the suit. Right. There was a voice. I mean, like, obviously, I know that, like, R2-D2 had a person mm-hmm. inside and Aww. C-3PO had a person inside and voice, you know, so, like, but but some, something about that, I don't know, just kind of, like, I'm much more familiar with, like, James Earl Jones mm-hmm. than I was Darth Vader, and David you Prowse. know, so, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, speaking of which, 
Um, this was a very fun fact that I just learned. After David Prowse learned that James Earl Jones was dubbing vo- uh, Darth Vader mm-hmm. and providing the voice, he became a lot more playful in the delivery of his lines. <laughs> and at one point, he said hemorrhoids instead of asteroids <laughs> and would make his uh, like scene partners laugh. Nice. Nice. Yes. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned this. Uh, James Earl Jones didn't get credit for the voice of Vader initially. Like. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, the first time that he's credited for it, oh, is in, it was in the Star Wars Holiday Special, which was released that's, after A New Hope. Ugh. Yeah. So that's, really? in, that's absolutely insane that they wouldn't. Because what the very first thing you think of when you hear Darth Vader mm-hmm. is that voice. Oh, you I, know? Oh, oh, I, oh, the voice oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. the image and like the, the you know breathiness mm-hmm. you know all that stuff like so you know it's a total package so right. like the look is iconic it really is and i'm not sure how david prowse thought his voice was what was going to be going on there uh in the first week because have you ever heard him speak very australian and very nasal uh, so, <laughs> buy like, me get me my son <laughs> Luke, You're a i am your voice. father <laughs> exactly you call that a so. lightsaber <laughs> The force is no. That, then I went into Irish. I need to. I, I need to. I need to, I need to back out Chris, of this. say that again. Mm-mm. What was that Australian accent you just gave us? What was that? I messed. It, I messed that up. I love you. It's okay. It's okay. We both just did really terrible accents at the same time, so it just cancels each other out. I did want to say one more brief thing about the scene with Leia. Han, watch where you're putting those hands, Mister. It's like on her boobs when he like catches her right yeah. and then like he goes to like push her back up into She's a standing got a position coat on it's fine and they're like <laughs> I- i'm like just drop your hands if you have to be touching her just drop your hands like like five inches but but he's a scoundrel i know he's a scoundrel he's not gonna drop his hands uh, he's a scoundrel uh, look <laughs> and it is it is the, you know, I mean, Han loosely putting his, like, grazing the sides of Carrie Fisher's very padded <laughs> boobs <laughs> is is also, like, the Victorian equivalent of, you know, ooh, seeing an ankle. Ooh, yes. It's like, ooh, that's spicy. Subtitulating, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, Han, no, Han Solo's behavior, especially in this movie is really inappropriate in, in, oh. in a 2024 context. Like if Oh, yes. Yeah, like, there's another scene that we'll definitely talk about. Oh, yeah. No, yes, Han, Han Solo, scoundrel is just a nice way of saying boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But you know what? For for the sake of like um, suspension of disbelief, yeah. mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'm here for it. Uh, uh, that Well, I was going to say, that said, uh, Han Solo makes me blush. Uh, it, uh-huh. I, yes. I, oh, Absolutely. Well, okay. I yeah. always Harrison remember Ford my makes mom. me blush. Harrison oh, Ford, yeah. That's, that's the real night answer. Nurse. Yeah. That's the real yeah. answer. A-plus so casting. It's intellectually inconsistent, but if Han Solo were to approach me and kiss me without consent <laughs> or whatever, it's happening. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. It's happening. So back on Dagobah, mm-hmm. Luke um, and R2 are kind of like setting up camp, figuring out what to do. And then this little <laughs> creature shows up. <laughs> oh my god, what a gremlin. Yeah. I this is a totally opposite impression of what I thought. Like I thought Yoda is like a 
old, wise, sophisticated teacher. Um, I can't remember if I included this in um, the the previous episode or if it was like conversations that I had after we stopped recording with my guests, but Yoda is voiced by the same voice as Fozzie Bear. As Miss so, Piggy. And Miss oh, yeah. Piggy. <laughs> and Miss Piggy, yeah, Frank Oz. And you can hear um, it, yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's definitely a distinctive enough voice that um, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Yoda. That's a, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a distinct character. But as soon as you have that knowledge of like, that's also... Fozzie Bear and Miss Piggy, you hear it. You can't and you're not like, hear it. That's yeah. it. That's Every time it, yeah. Yoda's like, mm, you can hear Miss Piggy like winding up to punch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like yeah. that. And um, much better than their original idea, which was for Yoda to be played by a trained monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had not heard that oh, you've never no, you never no, heard no, that no. story it's oh my gosh oh, there were no. there were so many opportunities for this movie to be just a train wreck and thankfully they made all the right choices the yoda choice being one of them mm-hmm. but yes they yeah steph they really did prepare to have a trained monkey do yoda mm-hmm. honestly yeah. i think we can thank irvin Kirshner for the good choices being made um yeah. Because I don't, I don't trust George Lucas's choices when it comes to directing <laughs> movies. Yeah, I really. Yeah, don't. good call. But no, uh, I love Yoda. Yoda raised me. I love Yoda. <laughs> I yeah, I really was not like Yoda is definitely you know another iconic character mm-hmm. from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I knew who Yoda was um, before coming into this. I knew that he was a short green guy and he talked funny (laughs) and like his words are all flipped around. Um, And I knew that he was in some kind of like, you know, teacher position Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, one of his famous lines, you know, do or do not, there is no try. Mm -hmm. So I was coming into this thinking he was this very, like, wise old... I mean, like, and he is. <laughs> and he, he is, is. But not right away. <laughs> but kind of thinking... I guess I was thinking of him having more of the demeanor like Obi-Wan. Of, of like, being, you know, taking his craft very seriously. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, and he does still. But, like, what I'm trying to say is that I had no idea how insane <laughs> and chaotic Yoda is. Uh uh, that's a that's a Jedi trait in general, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but Yoda is is a good, a very good example of that. I forgot they gave Yoda uh, a booty. I, I, <laughs> when I, he's I, all bent I, over and getting into yeah, the when he's all bent luggage. over. I I, could, I was like, girl, you got back. What's going on there? Um, <laughs> well, not bad you know, for eight hundred years old, you know. But uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. I have so many memories as a child watching the scene. I always get curious about what Luke is eating. Is that like a Snickers right. bar? It's, What's going on? Yeah, it's it, it's like a. I, I'm my assumption is that it's like you know like a space. I mean, obviously it's a space food because they're in space, mm-hmm. but like it, it's you know like what we think of when we send astronauts right. into yeah. space. Yeah. It's like, like it's like a it's like a power bar, you know? Yeah, a power <laughs> bar, like a dehydrated, like it has all his nutrients mm-hmm. in this like one like slim gym, and he pulled it know? out of his big like space bento box. Because that's all food yes. in there. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's disgusting. And Yoda disapproves. So Yeah, Yoda like rips it out of his hand and takes a bite. And he's like, this is gross. <laughs> um, and Luke is like, look, I'm here for serious training. So if you're not going to help, well, and he's like, train or 
he says something about i'm here to meet yoda mm-hmm. and then well you know, it, at it, this time we don't know exactly who this guy right, is he right. just says like oh yeah i know yoda um <laughs> this is the, now the second instance of luke running into someone and saying do you know blah 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 and they're like hmm when they actually are that person right so yeah again that's true we, that's jedi though um they're infuriating <laughs> that's just like it's like part of the jedi code or something is to be kind of a dick but yeah. i love that uh you know yoda's like yeah no I'll, i know you i know yoda i'll take you to him and steals a flashlight and uh to which r2 takes exception and i'm with you r2 yes r2 and this is when because r2 is also a little bit of an agent of chaos not oh. so much in this yeah. movie but in especially in a new hope um, but he's also chaotic. Mm-hmm. And so this scene where R2 is trying to take back the flashlight <laughs> and Yoda is hitting him repeatedly <laughs> with the stick is just what happens when two forces of chaos meet. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Oh, I love it. It's it's the best. I just. Yes. It's so cute. And I love that um, all it costs to get a guide through uh, a and prehistoric swamp is a flashlight that's all just yeah. travel the galaxy with flashlights uh so yoda agrees to help luke sorry this short gremlin person Random agrees to help luke find yoda mm-hmm. and says come i will give you hot food mm-hmm. and luke tells r2 to watch the camp and then r2 takes his job very seriously and we see him like looking around the camp multiple times. <laughs> he's beeping incessantly. And I imagine in that moment, he's like, are you kidding me? No, You're going great. off with this guy? <laughs> You're going to go with that dude right now? I stay here by myself. You know, I almost got eaten earlier. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay. R2 goes through it, by the way. he Yeah, he's like covered in slime. Yeah. At one point, he like opens one of his like little hatches and like just like a bunch of like sludge yeah. comes Ooh. out. And you know, like, that's, that's, that's little Kenny Baker inside having to like push out a bucket of sludge yeah. through the roof. Like... <laughs> Oh, Kenny Baker, we did not deserve him. Ugh. Oh, man, R2. Oh, he's been through a lot, buddy. I saw an interview with him. It was the cutest thing where he's talking about, like, he's fully emoting inside R2. He is fully doing, like, oh, I'm if sure. R2 is yeah. happy, he's got the happiest little look on his face, and he's just smiling and bouncing around. Like, he's you're getting a full performance. It's just in the cam. Yeah. And so that's why that's why R2 is so expressive, is because of that yeah. performer. I wish um we had... The ability to like put a GoPro on the inside, right? I would have loved <laughs> you know, that. and and watch his performance. That would have been amazing. So back back at the Falcon, guess what? They're still trying to fix things. Three <laughs> um, uh, PO like plugs into the system, and he's like, "I think you need to." recalibrate the blah blah and Han is like uh, yeah I know and then like he goes over to Chew and he's like hey I think we need to recalibrate the blah blah <laughs> look yeah. if you give C-3PO any credit whatsoever he's never gonna let it go it's, there's no he's gonna, I know yeah. he's gonna talk about it nonstop. it's just one more thing that he'll add it to annoying. his resume you know how he starts every sentence with his resume I'm fluent in six billion forms of communication and that one time that I told Han Solo how to fix the ship he and did I it was and right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, Don't, yeah and that just lengthens his whole spiel so let's just not oh man I love but C-3PO. also also though Han everything he says has like 20 layers of sarcasm uh-huh yeah. on it uh-huh. like it just baked in sarcasm yeah so at the same time he's also not going to admit to 3po that 
like, oh, I didn't know that. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, absolutely. Whereas someone someone like Leia or Luke might be like, oh, cool. Thanks. You know, right. whatever. But Han? Han, Not that nice. Never. Not that nice. It makes him hotter, though. I know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's a scoundrel. He's a scoundrel. (laughs) Love a scoundrel. So Leia is 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 fixing something, and Han (laughs) comes in, and I could like there's like this like music shift. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something meaningful is about to happen with their relationship because the music changed. Uh oh, they're in close quarters. And she like smashes her finger. I watched what she was doing very closely because I, the first couple, the first like one or two watch throughs, I was like, what is she even trying to do? And like, how does she, she doesn't do anything with her hand. She just, whatever. So she hurts her finger and then Han grabs her hand and starts rubbing it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, they're in close quarters. (laughs) There's music playing. She, he's holding her hand, uh-huh. and uh, and then they start talking about how bad Han is he's and how he's a scoundrel. My hands are dirty. Mine are too. You know. Ooh. Oh my god! Ooh. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so then they start getting closer and closer. The studio audience is going, ooh. And then yeah. they smooch. And it's a big old smooch. Uh-huh. It's a good one. And I 100% thought that we weren't even going to get the smooch. I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping C-3PO would walk in and yeah, some like, like bumbling. Mo- oh. oh, my God. actually like got to kiss though wow and so i shared that thought with my friends and then like at the same time that i shared the thought about like wow i'm surprised 3po didn't come busting in (laughs) here he comes (laughs) saying so so i fixed the flux capacitor you know yeah yeah (laughs) of course it's the flux confusing my space and time it works look it's all word salad when it comes to the text (laughs) yes absolutely it, it doesn't matter um did you notice, like, because of course it's 3PO. A, it's 3PO and not Chewie because Chewie is a bro. He is a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's oh, 3PO gonna... is just oblivious. 3PO is yeah. oblivious. Whereas Chewie's like, I'm not even, I know what they're doing. I can smell I'm not, it. Yeah. I'm going to be over yeah. here. Did you notice there's a continuity error here, right? Where uh, Leia's hands are in between them when they're smooching. But then when 3PO comes in, her hand is behind Han's head. Ooh. There's a reason for that. And that's because they deleted a scene here and I will never forgive them. He comes in, he initiates the first kiss and then he pulls back in the deleted scene and kind of looks at her and she looks at him and goes, okay, fly boy, grabs him by the back of the head and pulls him in for a second kiss. And little me needed that. Okay. Tween me needed that scene. And I didn't get it. Okay. So we've we've done our first read of this scene, which is just taking it for what it is, mm-hmm. especially in the time period. It's just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, with a 2024 lens on it, uh-huh. this looks really bad because Leia is consistently telling him to stop. Correct. And right. he's not. Correct. She is telling him, like, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Don't like, I don't want you touching my hand. He's like moving closer to her and she's like, let go of me. She's telling him no multiple right. times. He's not listening. Granted, I I firmly believe that Leia is, she's a very strong woman. Right. If she didn't want to be here, she would have left. Mm-hmm. Like 
she's only she's what's happening is happening because she wants it to happen. Right. Sure. But that especially that extra information that you just shared that there is a moment where she does give verbal consent right where she has she, agency and she's in it she approves yeah. of what is going on and like granted of course this whole like let go of me don't touch me get mm-hmm. away that's all part of their banter right this is like how they're acting we know that like this is just how their relationship is and that mm-hmm. if it was actually ser- a serious, you know, she was like, I don't want to be with you, it would be read differently and it wouldn't have played out this way, mm-hmm. I imagine. But that that deletion of just that and also just so corny that she calls him Flyboy again. It's, it's corny because it's Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I know. And I Star Wars I, uh, is, is high camp at all times. It's it's two steps oh, yes. away from a drag show. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Watching A New Hope, I was very, not put off, but I was very confused at first mm-hmm. by like, I, I was like, I don't exactly understand like what I'm thinking right now or how I'm processing it. And then finally someone in the room was like, it's very camp. And I was like, yes, it's camp. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When when fantasy and sci-fi get together and make a baby, that baby's name is Space Opera. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have Mm -hmm. here. Like, that's the level of drama we're dealing with. Yeah, like, for example, I always make this joke all the time on our podcast, but Darth Vader with a cape. It makes absolutely zero sense why he is constantly wearing a cape. cape. (laughs) <laughs> According to Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's half machine, so I don't know which part at this point of the story that he's a machine, but like if it's his legs, if he does a quick spin around with his cape, he could trip and fall. And how embarrassing stuck in his gears or something. Right. And how embarrassing know. would that be? You just killed a guy because you annoyed him or whatever, and there's in front of a bunch of people, they're all afraid of you, and then you fall over in right in front of them? No. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but he it's has the, the drama. Cape because yeah, it's the drama. Yes, the drama. I was I was at as one of my friends repeatedly says, it's for the drama. Yeah. Yes. And it is dramatic. Mm-hmm. It is dramatic. And not the only dramatic cape um, no. that, that no. we'll see. No. No. <laughs> That's coming up in just a second. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of the cape, we have a scene now with uh, Darth Vader. So first he was telling... He was giving instructions. I don't care what it takes. Go into that asteroid field and go after the Falcon. Uh-huh. Now he's receiving instructions that I think they just say like your master. The emperor to- commands the you emperor. to speak with him. Yeah. The emperor. Okay, that's it. And so now he gives instructions. Okay, leave the asteroid field so we can have a clear yeah. transmission. He's and like, I'm like, oh. uh, my boss is calling. All of you stay here and die with the asteroids. I'm going to go back out there so I get a clear signal. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Absolutely. And, and it, it's it's the timing of the scene that makes me laugh. We start <laughs> off with a star destroyer getting pulverized and destroyed. Vader is like uh, in a Zoom call with uh, with yes. three people. One of them, like three little holograms. And one of them just like, and one of them just fades away. <laughs> and Vader didn't even care. He's like, "Hey, what happened to Marty? Oh, oh well, you know, no, didn't he even didn't care. even yeah. ask. He didn't give a fuck. Oh, I think his yeah, his internet connection. Yeah, yeah, his dropped out. Or something. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Oh man, and also like very real life to to like instructions from your actual boss where like Uh one minute they're telling you to do this and then the next they're telling you to do the exact opposite and it's like but we just did this because you told us to Uh uh-huh just so frustrating and like who's who's gonna check him boo that is darth vader how many people has he already killed just for talking back (sighs) yeah yeah 
Definitely. Um, so he goes to take uh, another Zoom call with his boss. I don't believe we have a name for this person yet. Right. But uh, this might be a deep cut. And this also might just, uh, you guys might not relate to this at all. But um, in the mo- in the Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town. Wow. <laughs> is an evil character named Calabar. Huh. And I understand. I understand that this movie came first and clearly someone at Disney on the set of Halloween Town in the makeup department was inspired by this character because they have the exact same design. Nice. The exact same design. It's like a one-to-one ratio almost. My like millennial mind who grew up watching this movie every Halloween, I was like, that's Calabar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might just be an emperor mask. Um, Oh, oh, Star Wars connection, though. Do you know who is one of the stars of Halloween Town? Debbie Reynolds. That's right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. For those that don't know, Carrie Fisher's mother. Correct. So there we go. It all circles back. There you go. It's all connected. It's all the (laughs) same thing. It's just one giant Star Wars. There's a lot of energy (laughs) and talent in that one family. And wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, The thing about this scene with the Emperor. Is yes. you know we're watching it on Disney Plus and it's the remaster, right? So that's Ian McDermott. That's mm. his face there. Uh, in the original version, he's he's not. That's not him. That is a that's a lady in a bad chimpanzee mask with a hood <laughs> on it. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks terrible. There's like some some buggy eye weirdness going on. Yeah, the original face of the emperor was a lot. Uh, this is I don't look. I'm a Taurus and I fear change. Okay, so when the remasters came out, I hated them. But mm. this was this was a correct upgrade. A good change, yes. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a fan of the upgraded script because they also changed the dialogue of this of the scene uh, from the original, and mm-hmm. the original was a lot shorter and to the point. Like, hey, there's this new Jedi. I or I, I'm sorry, there's this new Force user. Uh, I think he's bad. We should kill him. No, I think he's a young boy. We can seduce him to the dark side, and you'll have another puppet. And that was oh, it. Like, that is no, super. There was no. That Anna, is, what, the original didn't have the name drop of Anakin Skywalker. No, no name drop. That's right. Oh, that's so. Yes. That's a big so, change. Uh, the content of this call is that he's telling Darth Vader, Luke is now like public enemy number one mm-hmm. because we have found out he is the son of Anakin Skywalker. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. So there's a lot of layers here that I'm going to pose a lot of thoughts and questions that you guys probably know the answers to and you don't have to comment on okay go ahead but this is just what i I would love to hear this go thinking thinking through at this moment in time so darth vader says like how is that possible so i'm imagining that this is darth vader learning that luke is his son um yes um and because his boss said the emperor says like he uh he is the son of Anakin Skywalker. I imagine that he doesn't know Darth Vader's identity. So mm, he doesn't know okay. that Darth Vader that that Luke is Darth Vader's son. So again, these are things that I may or may not, you know, learn in the future, but this is like helpful for like potentially setting up like milestones of when information is revealed Mm -hmm. to people and what people do or don't know at like certain moments in time that's very cool yeah so that's just what 
my initial thoughts are for, that's what I take away from mm-hmm. this scene is that so obviously so we're learning that Luke's father is Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Darth Vader knows he is Anakin Skywalker. So he's like, oh, shit, Luke is my son. Mm-hmm. And then the Emperor potentially does not know that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker because he probably would have just said he's your son. So that's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. at this time. This is so cool to hear. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I, that's, I, I... that's really interesting. <laughs> um, and it might be really dumb and I'll, you know, cut back to this as like a haha, wasn't that so no, funny that's, that that's I thought a really, that? You know? That's an insight I would have never thought of. Yeah, I because again, the, the dialogue of the scene was totally different when we were growing up. So mm-hmm. uh, I based on how the scene goes and the script and everything, and that makes that perspective makes total sense to me. And if mm-hmm. I were watching this for the first time, I probably would have that impression as well. Yeah. 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 And, you know, granted, that's only information that I'm able to kind of like pick up on upon the second watch, because mm-hmm. that's with the added information that Darth Vader is Luke's right. father. So mm-hmm. without that information, none of this connection is happening right. of like, right. oh, Darth Vader is in this moment learning that Luke is his son because he is Anakin. Because without that added information, none of, you know, none of the dots connect. Now we're back on that side of the plot. Luke is inside his little hut. R2 <laughs> is on the outside in the pouring rain Why? looking through a window. And I'm like, I feel like he could have fit in there. And, and also, Luke, he's in the camp. In there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Luke told him to watch the camp. And then, I don't know, maybe maybe R2 just R2 got doesn't lonely. like to be left like, behind, oh, man. It started nope. raining. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, he was, you know, he was beeping incessantly mm-hmm. when Luke left him. So maybe part of that beeping was like, absolutely not. I'm following <laughs> you, you know. That's legit. That is a legit interpretation. Yes. I love seeing R2 get up on his tippy toes, though. Oh, to look I know. In the window. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's really fun. That's so cute. So uh, Luke is eating some kind of concoction <gasps> uh, that, that Yoda has uh, cooked for him over the stove. Did you notice that Luke, like, serves out of the pot, puts it in his bowl, and then tastes it off the serving spoon, and then puts the serving spoon back in the pot? Oh. You know, they they live in a swamp. They live in a swamp. Yoda <laughs> came in and, you, you know what? I think that's only fair because Yoda came in and took the food out of his hand and took a bite of True. it. True. So that's fair. I just, I just picture the ghost of Aunt Beru just smacking him on the back of the head, though. Yeah. Like, you know she did not raise him like that. And and Luke kind of continues to be disrespectful. Yeah. Um, because he's so angsty for no reason. Other so than, he's talking other than being nineteen, you know. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> That'll do so it. Yoda is talking about like I forget exactly what he's saying, but but Luke is like, I don't have time for this. I have to find I have to find Yoda. I have to find this warrior, this Jedi warrior. Mm-hmm. And then Yoda says like I cannot teach him. He is too in like he is too in pain. Oh, Luke throw he you know dishes up mm-hmm. the the meal and then he throws it uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like two seconds. Like, he has like a bite and then like he gets mad and like throws it on the ground. And I'm like, we're not two, yeah. Luke. Like, come on, not bro. exactly a period so, of maturity at this stage. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Just so angsty. And Yoda's like, I cannot teach him. And then this is when Obi Wan's voice comes in, mm-hmm. speaks to them both. And says like the the force is strong with this one. Oh, that's right. Yoda says something about like his father, and Luke is like, "How could you even know who my father was? You don't know who I am." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so finally, dots are connecting. Right. And Luke is like, "Oh, you're Yoda." 
very good, honey. <laughs> and Yoda agrees to to teach him. There's a very there's a key, couple of key lines in here. Uh, one one of Yoda's main like last ditch protests is that Luke is too old. Yes, he's oh yes, good what, point. What and I actually him? did write down a quote. I was like I was like so what age are Jedi when they're supposed to train? Just I mean I, yeah I guess children, but that mm-hmm. also just the image of like like grown up Luke being in like a classroom like with kindergarten. like little children <laughs> Jedi kind of like um they kind of behave the same though so you yeah. know you yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm getting imagery of the movie Elf when Buddy <laughs> is like in the classroom uh-huh. with all the other children elves. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's just Will Ferrell and then all these kids. And Will Ferrell is just an obnoxiously large human anyway. Yes, He's so tall. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah, Yoda's protest uh, is is his age. Like, because mm-hmm. he, he can't deny the strength of the kid. Like, he's so strong in the Force. And you can see the there's all these indicators of how strong Luke is in the Force up to this point. Because he keeps happening to end up exactly where he needs to be talking to Mm -hmm. exactly who he needs to talk about and while that's very convenient filmmaking and that's very convenient storytelling it's also just the force man like you can write all of that off as the force is so strong with him i was very weirded weirded out by the fact that obi-wan just suddenly talks in, in in thin air and, and like Yoda knew he Luke was there the kinda, whole time. Luke does like a little bit of a like cartoony, like he like looks around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like where's that voice I coming feel like from? That's fair, that's, that's fair. So is this movie just going to be like mostly Luke and Yoda and then them trying to fix the Millennium Falcon? I don't know. <laughs> Back on the Falcon, um, Leia is chilling in the cockpit and then like something attacks outside uh-huh. and this like tiny little scene which is giving me really strong alien vibes mm-hmm. of like Sigourney Weaver by herself and that like ship at the end looking out into space like on her own just I, I guess I don't know I see two badass women in space mm-hmm. <laughs> make mm-hmm. that connection <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah but yeah there's Minox outside yeah and so yeah she goes out screaming she's like something's out there and uh han's like we're trying to put this thing together i'm not gonna have it fall apart again Mm -hmm. so they go outside 3po at least does know his place because he's like i'll stay inside and guard from here (laughs) i'm Um, a semi-pro coward i'll be in here okay thanks i'm with him (laughs) (laughs) so they go out they go outside and they're like, this is a weird environment. The ground is weird. Did you like all those atmosphere readings that they did to make sure that there was like air or gravity or whatever out there? Very there's yeah. A, they just kind of panel with the readout on the way out. You know, they just walked out with some tubes on their faces. <laughs> yeah, they put on. Um, I'm very familiar with those types of masks uh-huh. because I have asthma, nope. and so that's what I use for my nebulizer treatment. Yep. So I'm like, there's literal holes in those masks that like <laughs> ventilate anyway. Yep, and it, it really is, and it's connected to nothing. It's connected to like a little. They box just have like thingy. little like packs yeah. on their yeah. But hips. All right. It just looks cool. Yeah, it, it's it was clearly just like a quick fix of like, oh shoot, we can't have them just like walk out into space right so let's just give them this contraption mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it'll be fine it'll be fine this cave that is open to open space at the other end that they flew through that cave yeah maybe it'll they should have fine. something to protect them. <laughs> han says there's an awful lot of moisture in here same <laughs> and that's what i think every time han comes on screen <laughs> yes <laughs> 
I'm man. so glad you said it. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. Very That's good. immediately, I was like, it's only because Han is the one that says it. Yeah. <laughs> Chewie could have said it and I would have the same reaction, but you know. <laughs> uh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, these like big, like winged creatures are like flapping around and then like the land they're on starts shifting a lot mm-hmm. there's a lot of really goofy again more like cartoony things of like they're, ooh, nope. they're losing yeah. their balance there's actually i would say like maybe three seconds too much of that in this sequence but whatever I can see that. Yeah, they clearly like had a pratfall class right before yeah, they shot the that's scene. What it feels like. And yeah. so they were like, yeah. look at what I learned. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's because so, they had like some stray shots. So like the cave is reacting or something. Who knows? So there was a, I, I, I could not find it on YouTube. I was really hoping to find it. But I remember on one of the many VHS versions of Empire, they had a, a quick behind the scenes featurette. So there was a behind the scenes where, uh, you know, Han, Leia, Chewie, they're being set up for the shot. And a director's like, okay, now move. And they forgot to mention the direction in which everything was going. Oh, no. <laughs> so Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford so like knock in into each other. And it's just a complete mess. And they start laughing. And they can't keep a straight face. And they have to film over and over and over again. Nice. Because it just cracked them up so hard. So Han has a realization. And he's like, oh, we got to get out of here. Uh-huh. Doesn't say anything to anyone. He's a master of communication, though. Yeah, 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 really yeah. great. Uh-huh. He and Chewie, I think, are on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. But of course, Always. Chewie doesn't... We don't understand exactly what Chewie is saying. Right. So they start, you know, flying out of the cave. And they're like, oh, no, the cave is collapsing. What is obviously two sets of teeth right. is closing in. <laughs> Those are not stalactite. Okay, you know what? You're right. The cave is collapsing. Yeah. Okay. So they fly out of the mat. They were literally in the belly of the beast mm-hmm. and they fly out and this ginormous worm creature kind of reminiscent to me of like the 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 sand worms from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it, it felt very like, Dune lurches to me. out. Yeah. 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 And and the Dune reference is deliberate because guess what else George Lucas was obsessed with? Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they did. They fixed that worm uh, a bit in the remaster because in the original, it looked like a hand puppet coming up <laughs> to grab at something. Oh, that's great. That's great. Finally, we get the training montage we've all been waiting for. Oh, my. Oh, oh. I can be your backpack while you run. The I can be your backpack while you run montage. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so great. But, but watching, watching it, you know, as it plays out, there's, there, it's silent. There's no music underneath yeah, it. Yeah, there's no, there's, you know, there's no that's not Rocky, happening. there's no Rocky training montage music underneath it. Right. Um. No, I have the tiger. Like, <laughs> it's just Luke. Running through the forest with Yoda on his back. Yeah, I can be a backpack while you run. Uh So Yoda says that the force derives from a Jedi's strength, which is why they're doing all this. Luke is literally like doing a climbing up a vine like he's Tarzan. I personally think Yoda is just f***ing with him. Um, <laughs> because there's a lot, there's just a lot of ridiculous things that happen. He does a flip. Yeah, why not? Um, so 
you're not wrong. Um, there is there is a canon Star Wars comic that has a set of panels where Luke is doing a handstand and uh, like you do, and uh, Yoda basically says in Yoda speak, uh, "We're just trying to get the blood to rush to your head, so maybe you will have a thought." And uh, <laughs> and Luke actually gets on his feet and goes, "Wait, did you just have me do handstands because I was annoying you?" And yeah. Yoda's like, "Very <laughs> mysterious. The Force is very mysterious." Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, they wanted Mark Hamill to do flips with a puppet on his back. Yeah, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, it's also really important to note that to this day, there is no canonical justification or reason on why Yoda talks the way he does. Correct. It, it's just because he's insane. And yeah, he basically. Can. I don't know if he, when he was younger, something dropped on his head or he got into an accident or something. And now he just I talks think, his uh, way. Someone, but... someone like Yoda, we can assume he's... He's been through a lot of shit. I'm sure he's had a couple bonks on the head <laughs> yeah, and yeah. has a couple a couple screws loose, yes. you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a little insane. So Luke comes upon a like tunnel area. I don't know, like a, like a, not a, whatever, a different part of the forest, the swamp. And he's like, it's cold over here. And Yoda's like, I, don't, I forget what he says, but he's like, you must go in and test yourself or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Luke goes in. Yoda says, you will not need your weapons, but he takes them anyway. Because he's Luke. Mm -hmm. Yes. And out of the fog emerges. What? 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 Oh, no. <gasps> Darth Vader. Ba, 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 ba. How did you get here? <laughs> At first, I was like, okay, the slow-mo effect kind of ruins what they were going for potentially of like, oh, it's a shocking reveal. Darth Vader is here. Yeah, Yoda led him to Darth Vader. It's a double cross. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. But uh but then the the whole scene plays out in slow-mo, so it occurred to me that that was probably their intention to be like, something's off about this encounter. You should not think this is real. Mm -hmm. um, which obviously, like, I did not think it was real right. to begin with. <laughs> so I was like, obviously, this is going to be some, like, hallucination or Vader or is vision, parked outside of an asteroid know. field right now. We know what he's yes, doing. Yeah. And so he fights Darth Vader and chops his head off. But what's underneath the helmet? Mm -hmm. <gasps> It's Luke. <laughs> what could it mean? What does it all mean? Damn! Decapitation. Is he actually prepared to kill Darth And the, the helmet rolled. Oh my god. Oh no. Well, oh, who's the franchise face? over. Who's the face under the helmet? Oh! That is scary. That is scary. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, it didn't click for me that that was Luke's face. I'm like, whose face is that? That is like a pretty lady face. Whose face is yeah, that? Yeah, it did, it did kind of take a second for me to realize. Because also there's like fog, too. Um, so I feel like sometimes sometimes with those kinds of shots where it's like you're recognizing the face mm -hmm. of, a, of a character that you're familiar with, you do kind of need to like linger on it a little bit longer. Right. But yeah. at the same time, I think even if I hadn't, recognize that was luke's face i think this is such like a common trope now of like the hero seeing themselves reflected as the villain you know right so i i knew where this was leading to 
Originally, they filmed this with like a prop head, but it didn't look good. So mm-hmm. they refilmed it and just had Mark Hamill stick his face <laughs> through like the bottom of a, of a you know, a hole on a table or something. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And he said he was, had to lay there for a very long time, which is crazy because it's like a five second shot. How long did they need? I know. But it's like. Well, they, they had to set up everything else. The fog, know? the fog had to be set right. Uh, it, it, it was, a, it was a whole thing. And he mentioned this is one of his least favorite things he had to do for this movie. <laughs> and this is Luke, this is a guy who had to run around with a muppet on his back. Yeah. I know. I'm like you're you're just stay, all you have to do is sit there in that moment. Mark, you're on a Star Wars movie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up and enjoy the paycheck, okay? Cool. Cool. Also, Luke is kind of ripped and I didn't notice I it know. until this Congratulations. You know. <laughs> And I was like, this is weird because so I personally I am there's not maybe like teenager me would feel differently. There's not an ounce of me that is attracted to Luke, especially Harrison Ford's right there. Exactly. There's not an ounce of me that's attracted to Luke. So I was just kind of like, oh, damn, he ripped. Yeah. What's (laughs) up with your little muscles? Congratulations. I know. Back on the Executor. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> Vader is now outsourcing. His, yeah, do you guys like how naturally I used that? Very good. I, like <laughs> I loved it. it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Vader is now outsourcing his evil, and he has hired bounty hunters, multiple bounty mm-hmm. hunters, to find the Millennium Falcon. They don't have to go that far because then they run into somehow like they find each other again or they bump into each other and Star Destroyers go after the Millennium Falcon as it's trying to escape. Han is like, all right, hyperdrive. But he's having a little performance anxiety. It happens Look to it everybody. Happens. It happens, it happens, happens to everybody. Yeah. But real quick, before we proceed with that, I love how because you don't you, you're not in the Star Wars, you, don't, you just go right past the bounty hunter scene. And that's because it's not that significant uh, for you at this stage. One thing to watch for as you go on your Star Wars journey is that Star Wars wastes nothing. Ever. Ever. Everybody, everything will get recycled. Every single bounty hunter in that shot reappears in the Star Wars to varying Mm. levels of significance throughout. And on top of that... all of them again. Yeah, and on top of that, all the action figures for each one of these characters are available after the movie comes out. This one scene spawns entire series of comic books, novels, mm-hmm. video games. They do show up elsewhere. Like Steph said, they do show up in the visual media elsewhere. It's it's insane that in Star Wars, you can be on camera maybe five seconds, but have a whole legacy in the yeah. eyes of the fans. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's so visually captivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I understand. Because like, there's one of them that's in like some kind of like a... a hazmat looking suit mm-hmm. but it's like an alligator <laughs> and and so that's just an interesting looking well and, character and they, it's like they extra stand out in this scene because they are aliens and droids and and none of that happens in the empire because you're in this all white nazi uniform room uh, yes. where it's all all cishet um, white I would like to humans. point out to the listeners that I did not bring up the <laughs> Nazi thing this episode. <laughs> it's no, I've, been, I've been talking repeatedly about how uncomfortable a lot of the empire mm-hmm. imagery makes me because it has so many parallels to like IRL fascism. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, and that, like, I don't care for that. That is deliberate. 
That is yes. oh, absolutely. absolutely the story. Yes. 100%. And there are still people in the fandom who insist that A, there's no politics in Star Wars, and B, the Empire are not fascists. Also, like, it's literally, it's called an empire. Right. That is, right. that is the existence of a political society. An empire is uh-huh. by nature a political society in some fashion. I, I pulled a quote from George Lucas recently where he was actually asked about, you know, there's a lot of people that are upset with the fact that they're bringing in more politics into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas was very confused and said, the word war uh-huh. is half the title. War is politics. Yeah. Do you not think that war, there is no Wars not don't happen politics? without politics. Yeah, right. that's, that's how that works. There are no stars in this Star Wars movie. They're in the Not background. a single star to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Han and his performance anxiety. Yeah. Sorry, I saw you bark. <laughs> um, so they try a different tactic. Again, Han not telling them what's going on. It's because he lo- he loves being cryptic. He loves being mysterious mm-hmm. and being like, I know how I'm going to handle this situation. He like swoops back around and goes in the direction of the ship. Like attack formation. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And then he's lost on their radar. And someone comes into the room and says, Captain Nita, uh, you are Darth Vader's requesting an update on the Falcon. And so he's like, (laughs) I will accept full. I will go apologize (laughs) to the Lord Vader. And he knows what that means. I noticed for the first time um, that they are referring to him as my Lord. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I noticed that. I don't know if they do that in the first movie or like. That just seemed interesting to me that now they're like, oh, my Lord. It seems like he may have gotten a bit of a promotion in between movies because in the first one, he's very much treated like Tarkin's attack dog. Yeah. But now he's in command of a fleet. Yeah. When you have the the power to uh, just choke people out when. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He's really (laughs) parlayed that into like, that's how he's climbed the ladder, you know, like you do. So so if I'm Captain Nita right now and I'm going to get into a (laughs) shuttle, I'm not going to see Vader. I'm going to run. I'm going to you're, run you're far, hitting the escape far pod. away. You yeah. are out of yeah. here. No, I, I imagine uh, that he's like, cool, you stay here. I'll go apologize to Vader. Tell my children I love them. You yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he knows where he's going. He knows he, what's going Yeah, happen. he's aware. You kind of, like, in the delivery, you can tell that he's like, well, <laughs> I had a good run. <laughs> that, this is going to happen. Bye. Yeah. And I feel like uh, everybody in the command structure of the Empire is aware. If you are working on Vader's fleet... Your days may very well be numbered. But hey, you could mm-hmm. also get promoted real fast. So. High risk, high reward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shut up! Shut up! Oh, hey! <laughs> Back on Dagobah, mm-hmm. Luke is doing handstands. Thank this you. is where the muscles really pop out <laughs> so he's using the force and he's lifting rocks he's trying to concentrate real hard but then r2 kind of ruins the concentration he starts beep beeping mm-hmm. and the x-wing is now sinking completely into the swamp luke's concentration breaks he falls down and he's like oh classic whiny luke he's like oh how are we ever gonna get out of here now right. yoda tells him to use the force to lift it up mm-hmm. So he tries his hardest and it moves a little bit, but ah, it's just, it's, it's too just much too big. 
It's just too big. <laughs> Strain as he and might. And then Yoda says, size does not matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it, it, it does sometimes. It really does. Does not size. Or I, you know what? But but judge me by my size, do you? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, and I feel like we're, we're getting some like classic, iconic Yoda pearls of wisdom here. You know, where, yes. where Luke is like, I guess we'll try. And Yoda's like, do or do not. There is no try. Size matters not. And then we get a cla- the classic Yoda monologue about the yes. Force. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. And do I have it memorized to recite right now? No, I'm not Justin. I can't just like <laughs> pop out with Leia's monologue about, you know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. I know people who have, uh, you know, snippets from this monologue as tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really oh, definitely, it yeah. resonates a lot. It's particularly the luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Like, that's a hell of a line. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And something I think really... The major thing to take away, I think, from this as he's talking about the Force is, I mean, we've kind of learned a little bit about it of, of like, what exactly is, what is this right. magic system, you know? And he says, it's an energy. It is all encompassing. It's always around mm-hmm. us. And so that's why he's like, like, there's no limit to what you can do because there is this like infinite source of energy for you to always pull from. You're surrounded by it. It flows through everything and connects everything. Then he goes over and pulls the the x-wing up out of the swamp and then this kind of like reinvigorates luke's like hope for for learning and it's uh, the biggest moment force it's the biggest moment for the audience because this is the first time we've seen this because up Mm. to this point we've seen like little uses of for like telekinesis and we've seen lightsabers and stuff but this little frog just (laughs) hauled an entire plane out of the water like it was nothing. Like he wasn't even trying. He just closed his eyes and waved his hand and it happened. Like, we're all excited for Luke to get some dope levitation powers now. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we're all into it. I love my, it. My aunt always told told me this story. Of course, the, the hype for this movie was very high. And uh, she remembers when this scene was happening in the theater, people were gasping. They uh-huh. were crying. Oh, uh, that's by the crazy. end when Yoda like actually puts the the ship down, people are clapping and cheering. Like it, this was a big scene at the time. It was the modern the uh, it was you know today's equivalent of spoiler alert for Avengers Endgame of when what's his name Captain America summons Thor's yeah, hammer yeah. and the Absolutely. theater went wild. Yes, exactly. It would be at that level. So back on the, I keep wanting to say like excavator. <laughs> the excavator, I love that. Blame, blame my two-year-old nephew who he's he's a he will tell you the name of every single construction vehicle and truck. Mm-hmm. So, so he's cool. obsessed with excavators. Nice. Anyway, nice. so back on the ex- excavator. Oh, rest in peace, Captain Nita. <laughs> More like Nita resuscitation. <laughs> I did write that down. I wow. did write that down. Wow. <laughs> Here's the. This is where we start to see the sass of Vader. Oh yeah. Uh, dare I yeah. call it the dad jokes of Vader? Uh, uh. <laughs> Apology accepted, Captain Nita. <laughs> As he, he, he dies, forgave him. he forgave him. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, because he died. Just a little too late <laughs> he's by dead. then. Yeah. <laughs> he's forgiven because he's dead. We see the Falcon is sitting like on top uh-huh. of the executioner. 
and this is this is how you learn that there, nobody nobody on other Star Destroyers looks out the window nearly enough. Right. Exactly. I know. Like, I know. Hey, there's I a, know. There's a ship on the back of that ship. There's <laughs> hey, dude. There's a whole yeah. ass like Millennium Falcon shaped wart on the back. Is <laughs> it's right there. So the gameplay. So they are like hiding. They're like in the blind spot. Their plan is that when they release like the garbage chute before they go into mm-hmm. hyperdrive, they're going to drift away with the garbage into right. space. Because you can always rely on the Empire to fall standard Imperial procedure. Yes. It's oh, yeah. It's a rigid structure that is their downfall. <laughs> and it's this uh, asymmetrical, creative, impromptu warfare that helps our heroes. Yes. C-3PO, I should point out, gets shut off during yes. this scene oh, because God. he's like, but sir, the blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> Never Leia, the like, no one even says anything. Leia just reaches over and turns them and off. And you know what? There are times when I'm having anxiety. I would like for somebody to just reach over and turn off. Turn right. me turn off. Me yeah. off. Yeah. I, could, I would like to power down, please. Yes. And Leia does admit to Han that this is a good idea. Yes. And I think this is the first time we see her do that. <laughs> and she gives him a little smooch. On a the little sm- a because little we smooch the now. That's what we do. Yeah. We smooch. They're yeah. falling yeah. in love now. Oh, So cute. So they, yeah, they float away. And to your point of like not looking out windows, do they not have like a rear view yeah. mirror? Right. They're being right. followed. Uh-huh. One of the, one of the bounty hunters. Very closely. Who I thought at first was... A Mandalorian, because in modern, in pop culture right mm-hmm, now with mm-hmm. Star Wars, Mandalorian is like one of the more popular things. Yep. I recognize that imagery. Right. I have been told that this is Boba Fett. Yes. yes. And that's all the information I have. You don't okay. learn his name until next movie. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't learn his name, but he's not he's not Pedro Pascal. He is Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. I actually had to pause because I was watching this with my husband because he's my resident Star Wars expert. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we actually had to pause here because they're talking about where they're going to go. Right. Like, where do we go? Yes. Uh, And and we started talking about the timeline of the movie because what always comes up, because, again, certain elements of the fandom will um, dismiss female characters because they obviously didn't train. How could they know how to do these things? Because we never saw them train. But we see Luke train for like five minutes of screen time. Um, What a Mary Sue. I know, right? <laughs> so how long, how long is Luke training with Yoda? Uh, and I think we find the time here because they got to go to Bespin. And Bespin is far. Yes. But they can make it, but they don't have a hyperdrive. So they have to go the long way. They have to like put, 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 put across the galaxy to get there, which is, which could take weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's that's days and days and days, maybe weeks of time, of travel time. So that, I think, is where we find the gap. That's where Luke's training is happening. He's been trained. Yeah. Ongoing. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. They talk about where they're going to go mm-hmm. next. And Han says, Lando, I know him. He's, he's, a cro- he's a crook. He's a gambler. He's a scoundrel. You'll love him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on Han being correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So uh, they decide that they're going to go pay his buddy Lando a little visit. Mm-hmm. Luke is still training with Yoda, but now he's doing a better job at doing handstands and yep. lifting rocks. At one point, he lifts up R2, um, <laughs> and R2 starts floating too. And then he has a vision of some mm. kind, and he sees uh, Han and Leia in trouble, and he says, like, a-, a city in the clouds, they're in trouble. And he falls over, and he's like, are they going to die? And 
This is when Yoda gives, uh, this is when I was like, there has to be, I'm sure, Disney, either now or, you know, Lucas Productions, whatever, in the past made a Yoda brand magic eight ball. <laughs> because he says, like, the yes. future is not clear. It se- like, it seems like... I'm not certain. I, I can't remember. But you are yes. uh, you are actually absolutely correct. There correct. used to be uh, magic eight ball swag uh, with Yoda design on it. It's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and the the sayings on the little the little pyramid were mm-hmm. Yoda stuff. Yep. Yes. Yes. yes, you are correct. He speaks like a magic eight ball. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. he does actually. Luke is worried. He's freaking out. He's like, "Well, I gotta go save my friends," and so that's kind of where where we end. This part of the story for this section of the movie. Well, and Yoda's, but Yoda cautions him. You you got to stay here and train. If you go, you might help them, but you will destroy everything that they have fought and suffered for. And yeah, Luke is like, yeah. oh, I will ponder that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, another fun R2 caption in this scene. Yeah. Uh, R2 gets like thrown across somewhere. Or he like drops down from where he was floating. And the caption is, E! <laughs> <laughs> love him. Love it. Love it. Love him. So uh, the last scene of this section of the movie that we'll talk about today is the Falcon gang approaching um, the Cloud City. Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Cloud City. Um, and they're first being, like, Han is trying to get orders to land. He's like, I know Lando. Like, I know him. It's fine. <laughs> uh, they get clearance to land. And Chewie says something, like, Han is like, it'll be fine. And then Chewie says something. And then Han goes, I'm sure he's forgotten about that by now. So clearly <laughs> there's some, you know, Bad history between these two that Han is not letting us on. It's complicated, yeah. yeah. It's complicated. They land and out walks our first black person (laughs) in this franchise. Yeah. Also, also, this was my gay awakening moment. Like, he is very so. We've you've uh, you guys have mentioned Star Trek many times. Yeah. Mm His costume seems very like Star Trek reminiscent, like uh-huh. I, I don't, like the color and like the the like cut of the shirt. Um, I don't know, like it just reminded me very much of Star Trek. I definitely can see that. The reason I think it, it resonates with Star Trek is because he's clean. He is clean, and that is nice fabric, and it's tailored, and it's a good cut. And, this and is, yeah. he has a cape. He has a cape. He has a cape. <laughs> And that's the thing is this character, we immediately know visually before he says a single word in his butter smooth whiskey Mm. voice. We know immediately this man has money because Mm. everybody we've seen up to this point has either been a fighter or military or poor. Yeah. And and living in a swamp or a desert somewhere. This is a guy who sleeps on silk sheets. Okay. Yes. This guy has a skincare routine. All right. Oh, his his hair is like. It's like velvety. Yeah. <laughs> His mustache is magnificent. He's like he beautiful. Also, I would say like without the if you were to take the cape off, I, I had a similar comment about um, Aunt Beru's costume mm-hmm. in the fur in A New Hope. If you were to take the cape off, this just looks like a dude at the end of the seventies. <laughs> yeah, no, you would totally. You take that cape off of him, and that's you could encounter Billy Dee Williams in a bar. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so great. Yeah, his his voice is like so oh. suave and he's very 
and and we learn, you know, Han says, you know, he was a gambler, Mm -hmm. you know, so we know that he has some, you know, manipulation to him. And you can like hear that in his voice Mm -hmm. of like, like he knows how to be charismatic, you know. He doesn't know how not to be. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he, he can't suppress that. He can't that. turn it off. Yeah, no. no. He tries to, he uh, introduces himself to Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leia's, Leia's like, nice to meet you. Uh-huh. You <laughs> melt. Yeah, you have to. And she she's like, oh, oh, I feel this working on me. And she looks over yeah. at Han. And what I, congratulations to Han. He doesn't go all like growly alpha male jealousy moment. He just steps in the middle. He's like, you old smoothie. And yeah. uh, reclaims his girlfriend. Yes. And they and they walk along. Um. Oh, I should mention that when they first approach each other, it looks like Lando's going in to like punch him and uh-huh. then they hug. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like when they were like going walking towards each other, I was like, it's gonna be one of those like Han gets punched in the face and then Lando's like, Good to see you, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that that kind that of was a definitely moment. So the I kind energy. I, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Billy D. Williams though. My God. My God. Right. Um, I should share with the group a real-life update, which is that I have learned now that Donald Glover is a part of the Star Wars universe uh-huh. because I Google search Lando Calrissian oh, and no. Donald Glover shows up I'm as playing sorry. Lando oh, in no. Solo. Spoiler alert. So crazy to see how many actors get involved with this And thing. Donald Glover is not Billy D. Williams' level extrovert char- charismatic. I don't know who yeah. is, quite frankly. He's just not that guy. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, he's playing this character. So he did, like, meet Billy Dee Williams and consult with him and talk to him about this character. And he asked him, how do you how do you be so smooth? And Billy Dee Williams just goes, you just be smooth. Because <laughs> he doesn't explain, know how like, to he's be. He's never considered the idea. It's like breathing idea. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so like good. in that mo in that moment, Donald Glover was like, obviously, this is like an acting trait that nope. he has. <laughs> and then he learned, oh no, this is just how he is. Yeah, yeah just that's Billy Williams. Is. Yeah. So uh, Lando leads them into you know his castle in the clouds, whatever. Uh huh. Han is like, we need our hyperdrive fixed. Uh, Lando says, great, no problem. I'll set you up. I'll have my guys look at it. C three PO is kind of trailing behind, looking at everything, and this is where this like kind of like subplot that's been going on the whole movie of like everyone brushing off 3PO right and ignoring him and not paying attention to what he's doing kind of like comes to bite them in the ass Mm -hmm. because 3PO is trailing behind no one's really paying attention to him and he hears beeping and he goes that sounds like an R2 unit side note I love that 3PO was like oh my god is R2-D2 here (laughs) I love I know he's like oh my god I I would love it if we could see each other again he's been wanting to see his buddy best friends yeah that's his bestest friend yeah so he goes into this side room and he's like you're not an r2 oh no excuse me i'm sorry i'm in the wrong place and we hear this voice off screen go like what are you doing here and then 3po gets blown up yep and a door shuts on him and chewy comes around the corner and kind of like sees the tail end of what of what's happened here and he goes like, oh, and then walks off. <laughs> uh, that doesn't seem good. Something's Who are you? Oh, no. Is this one of those things, one of those times where, like, you think you're going to see the hero's friend and then they turned out that in the time since they've seen each other, he's been bad. 
And so this is where it kind of, you know, we learn later on that this was a stormtrooper that right. blew up 3 p.m. Right. And if Luke, not Luke, if Leia and Han had been like paying more attention to 3PO, mm-hmm. if they had all stuck together, they would have seen the stormtrooper earlier. They would have known what was going on right. much sooner. Right. Mm-hmm. They would have known. But obviously that it's that's a trap. not. That's yeah. not what happened. Yeah. Um, there is one moment I just want to emphasize before uh, before he hear- he hears the beep beeps. A door opens and there's another protocol droid there. Yes, yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, a familiar face. And the, the droid goes, eat chuta. <gasps> How rude. And this introduces you to Star Wars profanity. Mm. Because Ichuta, I believe in in my in my head, roughly translates as eat and die. Yep. yep, uh, yep. So yeah, I mean it's just a rude thing to tell somebody and just like walk off. How three um, PO's just trying to make friends. Good God. He's right. been like everyone on the Falcon has been kind of like mean to him. Right. Uh he's literally been turned off. <laughs> and, just to and shut he's, him up. Sh- he's like, oh, a familiar face, someone who might be friendly with me. And then he gets, you know, he gets told <laughs> you. Exactly. Thank you both for joining me. Yeah. This was such a great conversation. Oh my God, it's so fun. Such a interesting part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all leading up to a very climactic, you know, section that we'll, we'll end with next week. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Whatever could it be? Maybe a father and son will be reunited. <laughs> they'll and hug it out. Will be it's going to be great. Yeah, they'll yeah. just hug. It'll be okay. <laughs> Um, well, thank you again for joining me. Where can people find you guys on the internet? For our podcast, Dark Side Divas, uh, you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts happen. We're everywhere. Um, you can find our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Dark Side Divas. Um, side note, we also have another show uh, where we, because what we're doing on Dark Side Divas is we're watching through all of Star Wars in chronological order. Um, mm-hmm. We do the same thing for the Marvel Cinematic Universe on our show, Marvelous Divas, which you can also find as at Marvelous underscore Divas. We also have a swag store. You can find, if you find our uh, social media profiles, we have links to it there. We also have a Patreon. We actually have, in my opinion, the best Patreon community ever. Um, <laughs> and a, and a, there's a Discord attached to it, so we get to engage with our listeners a lot. Yeah, and it, I can't believe we've been doing this for a while, but like it's it's uh, uh, it's been very rewarding to have people actually listen to you and, and interact with you. So, uh, and I'm just happy to happy to get to do it with my best friend. Oh, oh, that was very sweet. <laughs> Ending a show is always awkward. <laughs> I, kind of end up, I, I end up waving at the camera even if nobody's looking. You know, and like, goes, I love you or something like that. It's like, what are you doing right now? I don't know how not to. <laughs> so awkward well this has been a wonderful time and before you can do flips with a muppet on your back (laughs) you gotta skywalk before you can run skywalk before you run is hosted and edited by me mary clay watt the cover art and music is by jason hilton follow the podcast on instagram and threads at skywalk before you run Follow me on TikTok and Twitch at MCWhatsApp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to become a supporter of this podcast, join the Deus Ex Media Discord server, and gain access to bonus material. This podcast is a proud member of the Deus Ex Media Network.